0: We're talking about Man City, so let's move on. So Man City obviously beat Arsenal one 0 uh, The smallest man on the pitch scored a header, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but uh, but they, they've they've not lost for a long time. What was it eighteen games on a row now? Uh, and they are looking uh, imperious in the situation. Uh, they are fifty nine points. 10 points ahead of Man United. I know Man United are talking. Uh, Solskjaer said yesterday, oh, the title is not over. Um, but we we all know what the situation is realistically. Um, so look, what's your what's your thoughts on the Man City situation? Are they gonna go on and win the domestic treble? That's what I really want to know. What's your thoughts, Vartan?
1: There's no reason why they won't. Um, I have to confess, watching that game, and I'm sorry to say this, but I was so bored. Was, oh, my God. Was a, was I saw there was a cooking programme. I switched over to one. <laughs> watching Man City do their stuff, I just I get so frustrated. I know I'm a bit of a dinosaur and uh, a bit of a retro football lover. Um, and I, in my mind's eye, I think, oh, it was so much better back in the day. It was so much more exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I do suffer from the lack of crowd um, involvement in these games. I'm sure everyone does. But uh, it's almost just... I, almost an irrelevance to me this year and, and man City even more so. Yeah, yeah okay great. <laughs> be great. You've got the money to be great. be great. you've got the manager, you've got the players. super. Now what The rest of the league is helping of course mm. in making them imperious. Mm. Uh, no one's going to lay a glove on them. No. Um, so I'm just quite disinterested in them right? I'm sorry to say um, they're not lighting any fires for me. Uh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, oh, they score lots of girls, Look at these patterns. But there's still a lot of sideways and backwards stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah. please, please do something dynamic. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my team cool. as well, but my team can't can't produce that sort of stuff. City can, and it's still missing about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I suppose it's for you as well. Just the the side note is, you must be missing obviously being at the old the old cottage. Uh, of
1: course, so, yeah. So... Of, of course, I do. Yeah, of course, I do. The social aspect of that alone, let alone the. Uh, oh yes, alone. he misses the,
2: the pre and the post as well. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> forget the it's game.
1: Much. The game irrelevant. Do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So a lot of times at Fulham, the game is irrelevant. I've, I, of course, I love that aspect. I love being at the ground, freezing on a Tuesday night. <laughs> um, yeah. well, I, in some ways, I'm. I know this sounds ridiculous. I'm glad I'm missing this year because it hasn't been fun, particularly at home um and I've been there before so many times a, a, a losing home season where you see your team lose more than you see your team win and it's not particularly gratifying but I you know just the aesthetics of Fulham being what they are beautiful I'm eager to see the new stand, new stand uh, when yeah. it's completed Of course uh, last time I saw it was just some uh, a building site. Um, so, I'll be interested in seeing that. And yeah, of course, it's going to be great to get back. How we do it, I don't know. And when, obviously, not this season. Uh, and, and ironically, when we do go back, we could be in the Blasted Championship again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, um, I do miss it.
0: Well, everyone's, um, you wouldn't know it's Carl's probably, but everyone's being offered, apparently, every adult has been offered a uh, COVID jab in July, by yeah, July. I, well. I,
2: I was reading that this morning, yes. Yeah, yeah, so. so far, 17 million. Have been vaccinated mm. in the UK. Yeah, so that means, well, obviously only four million in Germany, for instance. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I know England's been quite efficient. So, that definitely means what, what's it been like in Spain just to have interest? Is it slow, slow
2: as well? As well. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah. What's your thoughts on City anyway? The, the, I mean, look, the, <laughs> the people that were on the pitch, uh, let alone off the pitch, was, it, I mean, you'd literally got two first teams. It was ridiculous. Um, and domestic trouble, maybe even the quadruple. With the Champions League,
2: they're in the League Cup final. Yeah, and uh, they've only got Spurs to play. No, I actually do think <laughs> that <laughs> I do think that uh, Spurs might do a job on them. I think they might, might spring a surprise. No, they might. Um, but obviously, City are the favourites. Uh, it depends now on how seriously they take the FA Cup. No. The league is, well, with 10 points over Man United, you've got to say that it's... I wouldn't say they're home and dry, but um, they're 80% there. Mm. Again, it all depends on runs. Guardiola himself said that they will hit a bad patch mm. and they will drop points between now and the end of the season. This cannot be sustained, what they're no. doing now. No, of course not. So when they lose or draw a couple of matches will Man United win them in order to close the gap and we don't know I doubt it because I think that Manu will also drop points definitely uh, but um but yes I think they'll win the league I think they'll win the League Cup um, but it won't be easy I'm not sure about the FA Cup because again you know they might chop and change and I do not think they'll win the Champions League why not the Champions League? I don't think they're good enough.
0: Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Who do you think is going to win the Champions League then?
2: Bayern Munich will be there, even though they're stuttering at the moment. Yeah. They're not doing very well. They lost to Eintracht Frankfurt over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a team that Fulham have never lost to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yes, that's so true.
1: <laughs>
2: Although we'd have to look back at our Intertoto days. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Or friendlies, yeah.
2: Um, and uh, I I don't think there are that many candidates, Uh, even though I don't think Paris Saint Germain will win it. I think Paris Saint Germain could put City out. Mm. Um, and and you never, Juventus are not looking very good, uh, but uh, but again, over two legs, who knows? No, I, I just don't think City have got it in them. I think maybe Liverpool could put City out as well.
0: Wow, okay. I'd be interested to see this. That's, I'll, I'll holding to that. I, I, My personal thoughts are uh, they're not going to take the FA Cup seriously. Um, I think League Cup, League, because they're obviously buttoned on there in the final and they're going to win the league. No problems at all. Um, but we know Pep was brought in. Well, people say this, but I, I believe as well. Was born to win the Champions League as well as obviously the league and rest of it. But it was born to bring win the Champions League, right? And um, and I think that's going to be their priority now that they've got the other two pretty much sorted out. That's going to be their priority. So I, I'll be surprised if they lose there, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, now, what's your thoughts on the whole legacy thing? Because uh, Vartan, because you know they've won the league. What is it? Three out of well. If, if they win this one, it'd be three out of four times. Um, it's, it's a big run. As a, you know. They could go on. They've still got the quality. They've got the Phil Foden's, all the rest of it, and all the rest of it in the background. Uh, are they going to go on a long run now of winning titles? What's your thoughts?
1: Well, as, as, as long as the cash keeps pouring in, of yeah. course they are. That's just the equation, isn't it? It's simple. Well, Look, but that
0: you know, car's not going to be electric now until, the, was it 2030? So, <laughs> as long as the oil money keeps coming in.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're fine with that. Don't worry. They'll, be, they'll, they'll diversify anyway. They're not yeah, they you know, they're, if it's not oil, it will be something else. And they've got so much um, so much uh, cash, they can, uh, they'll can they diversify into whatever is the flavour of the month. Yeah. Um, as legacies go, you know something, uh, supporters or fans of my age group would still tell you that Villa and Leeds are bigger teams than Man City. doesn't matter how many championships uh, Man City win. And I, I'm, I, you have to give them respect for what they're doing. Yes, but it's all very, um, I, I, I just think there are bigger clubs around who haven't won anything in donkey's years and they'll still be regarded as bigger clubs. Um, it will take years for them to be the, the, the prominent team in, in Manchester, let alone anywhere else. Yeah. Honestly, that's that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, so the legacy will be yes, they'll keep winning things, but it just won't impress anyone. I, well, it, won't, it certainly doesn't impress me that much because if the equation is just, if you've got more money, you're going to win stuff. Yeah. Simple as that. And that, that is the equation when it comes to Manchester City. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, a, it's the same
0: with the Chelsea as well. Look at Chelsea, whether there were, there were no, not doing anything. Uh, mm. The pitch, what Ken Bates was in charge. The pe- pitch was owned by I don't know if it still is by the supporters. The place is derelict, and then obviously the the Russian money came in, and they just and obviously uh, Jose came in, and they started winning stuff, uh, and they've won loads of stuff obviously since then. Uh, you know, what, I mean, what's your thoughts on this kind of legacy, Carlos, and and kind of we just talked about the rich history of the Man United, the Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton,
2: whatever. History isn't written in four, five, or even ten years. Mm. Only a chapter of history is written in that space of time. Well, I like that. That's... I might
1: use that. I might use <laughs> that in the future, I like that.
2: Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Chelsea are not a big club. They're a successful club, Yeah. but they're not a big club. If you look at their championship wins, they're probably in the top five or six now. Mm. But does that make them historically one of the top five or six clubs? No. Mm. Huddersfield had their day they won three consecutive leagues leagues, mm. something that uh, only Man U have equaled mm. I think mm. I don't think anyone else has done and yet you wouldn't say Huddersfield are a big team mm. uh, but they had their day and some teams are having their day now mm. um, so a legacy well we'll see how long this goes on for Manchester City were bigger than Chelsea Mm. Um, but they were not the real giants of English football. I would say Newcastle were bigger before the money arrived Mm. at uh, the Yeti had, Um, had the money arrived at Aston Villa, as Vartan said, uh, we would have a dominant Aston Villa. Yeah. But Aston Villa had seven league titles to start off with. Mm. Plus a European cup. Yeah. Even without the money. Mm. So, um, as regards to the uh, quality of the team, a lot of people are saying this is the best team in the Premier League history. Uh, I would say that the Arsenal team of Thierry Henry, Pires, Leuenberg, Bergkamp, excited me much more. Mm. Mm. Not only did they go unbeaten, but also I think the style of football they played, the quality of football would uh, get me off my seat Mm. whereas uh, Manchester City are a tremendous team but their long domination of matches with endless possession is not really something that thrills me I can admire what they do I know why they do it I know they wear the opposition down but over 90 minutes of 75% possession, you might see four pieces of action. that They say, God, that was good. Yeah. You see? And it's enough for them to win matches, of course. Mm. Um, and also what I would say is that those exact same players without Guardiola would not be dominating the Premier League the way they have done this season, and they wouldn't have won the titles they've won so far. Mm. I think it's mainly down to Guardiola. Because yeah. I don't think their players stand out uh, that greatly over players in other teams.
0: No, good point. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, you know, thinking about the whole situation, though, when you talked about the money, because even look at Newcastle, Newcastle potentially could have been sold to the Saudis, but obviously it got blocked for obviously their situations um, internally. But thinking about that in comparison, so the rich people, the Chelsea's, the Man Cities in comparison to, as Carlos just said, the Arsenal team, which are basically the French team that won the World Cup, the European Cup, you know, basically any kind of thing that they they just won on big runs. Even think about the Barcelona team, the Spanish team that won, you know, basically everything as well. Um, You know, which is, are we talking about modern football evolving? Are we talking about the lack of... You know, focus on the excitement, the history, and just building things organically here. I mean, what, what, because for me, I, I see what Carlos is saying about the fact that they haven't, they haven't got the history, and I agree with that. But the, the fact of the matter is that that I personally see it as is still a some sort of legacy. It may not be in the same lens, but you know, I mean, what's what's your thoughts on the matter, Barton?
1: I think their fans wouldn't be fooled. Deep down, if you were to sit a Manchester City fan down, I think they've got a a healthy level of cynicism still about them because their DNA was always second best to, playing second fiddle to Manchester United, never really winning anything. Um, They had their hero players, their their Franny Lees and their Colin Bells and the like. So, you know, they've got their own heroes. They've got their own... DNA, much like I've, uh, Carlos and I have spoken uh, about Fulham's DNA and what we think it is. City have theirs, and it's always second fiddle to United, slightly victimised, slightly browbeaten. Yeah. That's their legacy. It still is in another 20 years. Uh, until that generation dies off, it will still be their legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their growth hasn't been organic, uh, not unless you count um, being, being funded by a, 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 an oil-rich state organic, um, I don't think that's organic at all and very few teams do you know I mean the United uh, I suppose Manchester United um, you could argue have done it organically because they've always had a massive uh, following and a reputation and, and a style about them that even you know generated money they generated money through their own means yes they've had some directors and chairmen and you know wealthy people on board you have to have, but theirs is dynamic, uh, sorry, um, organic uh, growth. Um, whereas, you know, the teams with the money, as Carlos said, Chelsea, they're not a big team, uh, never have been, you know, just the capacity, uh, you know, just being, what is it, 40,000 still? 40, yeah, 40, 000. yeah. Um, that, that says a lot. I know they're restricted in what they can do where they are, um, but, yeah, I, 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 I don't think... Man City fans themselves they'd be the first to to, to be cynical to be scared and worried because if that money was pulled well (laughs) you'd see them plummet and I know they would because they haven't grown organically and um, they can't self-generate funds Um, they won't have the capacity at the stadium and they just don't have the international following that would generate money for them to survive if the money was pulled Mm, That's a good
0: point, because even thinking about that, so I know a lot of Chelsea fans, and speaking to them, obviously Chelsea is completely funded by Russian money, uh, they said that in a heartbeat, they would love to go back to the Ken Bates days and go back to constantly roughing it and fighting for an FA Cup and stuff like that, and fighting to get to fourth or fifth or sixth, whatever it was. You know, that's what what they love, and and that's obviously the generation the of 40-year-olds and, and maybe the 30-year-olds, but um, the modern generation may think differently. I mean, what's your thoughts, Carlos?
2: Well, I think your whole mentality changes. The new generation of Chelsea supporters, if they don't win or challenge for the Premier League, they think they've had a bad season. Mm. You're Chelsea, for Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, of course, they're... Um, Recent history has made them think that. I think it has turned supporters into bitter supporters. Mm. And the previous generation were probably happier. Mm. And when they picked up the odd FA Cup, you know, they were ecstatic. They hadn't won the league since 1955. Did they really care? They never expected to. It's like Fulham. We haven't won the league. Are we upset when we don't win it? We've never won a trophy. (laughs) Well,
1: apart from the Intertoto Cup.
2: Yeah, we've got the Intertoto, which is about that big. (laughs) Seriously, it's about that big. Anyway, um, I I do think that um, history is very important um, and it's very difficult to grow organically, as Barton was saying. For instance, would you say that Lyon are bigger than Saint-Étienne? I think for someone of our generation, we would say no, but Saint-Étienne have been in the Mm. doldrums for a couple of decades now. Okay. And Lyon won seven consecutive French League titles under their chairman, Aulas, who, you know, he's put money in, he's been sensible, he's bought cheaply, he's sold expensively. That, you could say, is organic to a certain extent. Mm. But um, even though, you know, Lyon supporters will hate me for that because, you know, they are the main rivals, Lyon and Saint-Étienne. Uh, but even those seven League titles, I think, still... Do not put them on a mm. historical level to Saint Etienne, mm. uh, and it could take decades before people will look at Lyon and say, "Yeah, you know this this is this is a bigger club." Mm. I think a good example of a key uh, of a team that is trying to grow organically is Atalanta in Italy. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, they but... have been very very sensible with their. Um, academy, they've produced players. They actually produce players they know they're never going to use. Mm. What they're doing is producing players to sell and to make money. Mm. And they will use a fraction of that money to buy players that will fit into their team mm. and do a job Good. according to uh, Gasparini's uh, requirements, the manager. So, For instance, um, they sold Kulusevski to Juventus for 40 million. Wow. Yeah, Diallo. He never played for 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 um, for Atalanta, as far as I know. Uh, he was on loan to Parma, then went to Juventus. Diallo has gone to Man United for twenty plus twenty. Wow. And uh, um sorry, um, uh, Gagliardini, the uh, Inter Milan midfielder as well, another Atalanta product, uh, and. Many, many others. Mm. Thanks to that, they've been getting into the Champions League. They've done it for the past two seasons. In their first season in the Champions League, sorry, not the uh, last season in the Champions League, they um, they earned forty million. They've built a new stadium, which will help generate funds. And guess how much that stadium cost? Forty million. So that means that one season in the Champions League or the sale of Kulosevsky mm. has financed that already.
0: That's fantastic.
2: So what they're doing is very sensible mm. and they are going to become regulars at the top of the Italian table when they were previously mid to lower half of the table teams, uh, team or a, a, a second division team or even a third division team. Wow, You could say they were a Coventry City.
0: Yeah.
2: and look at them now yeah. so I think that this uh, intelligent uh, management of the club has turned a small town football team into a side that can challenge Europe's best will that continue I don't know but they're certainly doing their best for this to be a long term thing
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair point So my final question on all this, okay, we've just talked about the kind of organic or money. We'll revert or segue back to your team. Al-Fayed came in with his money, got obviously Kevin Keegan on board and all the rest of it and got you back up there. Now, what's your thoughts on that? Because we've just talked about the money, we've talked about organically, and Atalanta, I love them as well. I I love what they're doing. Um, But
1: sometimes you need that leg up, right? Well, certainly in our case, you did. Um, it's hard to remember. Well, no, it's not hard to remember. There's, I try and block out those days. The The days between the mid-80s and the mid-90s were um, dismal, dark, very dark, for lots of different reasons. Um, apart from football going through a bad time yeah. um, with, with hooliganism and violence and tragedies and disasters. And it was a grim time, But but our football also reflected that time. Uh, We just happened to be in the doldrums, uh, more than in the doldrums, we went down to the fourth division. Um, And it coincided with that bleak period. Um, But, uh, and and, and always give credit to Mickey Adams, um, our manager who took us out of those doldrums, got us promoted from the fourth division to the third before Al-Fayed turned up. So um, that was a very fond memory of that particular season because it was done on a shoestring with, you know, sort of rough and tumble sorts of players, all characters. You know, you you were really, um, sort of. Carlos will understand, and you would too. If I said you were involved with the team in those days, you were involved with the characters, the personalities. They were important, and also it was a it was a time when you could um, you could literally get to touch players get close to them, talk to them, almost befriend them, you'd like to think. So anyway, they were probably thinking, push off creep. But you know, you, <laughs> honestly, the, the, your way into the club, especially at Fulham, was always open. Um, there were charitable events going on. We were having to raise money to save the, the club from, uh, you know just from going out of existence, let alone moving stadiums. And on more than two or three occasions, we had to endure the last ever game at Graven Cottage. Uh, which n- never turned out to be the last ever game, but that was really stressful. Wow. So yes, boy, did we need a leg up because God knows where we'd be now. And I loved it. Oh, it was—it wasn't as fashionable in those days for millionaires, you know, or you know, serious, you know, high-profile millionaires like Arthur Ed was to come in and throw his money around, which now would be pocket money. It yeah. wouldn't be enough to, to sustain uh, even a fourth division club now, but it, then it was enough to attract. It was like a showbiz club. We were attracting players we had no business attracting from. We were in the, you know, the second, third division, and we were bringing players in from what is now the Premier League, and because we were paying them a lot. And um, and it was a carnival, absolute carnival. And of course, we 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 broke records. We you know hit ninety nine points and 99 goals and all this sort of stuff. It was carnival time. And yes, we needed that leg up to even be where we are now. And when we're floundering in the Championship, possibly next year or again in the future. That, we have to remember, is a huge result for us, even that compared to what we did have back then. Your thoughts, Carlos?
2: al money was only sufficient for the lower leagues, the lower divisions. Mm. Um, he never really put in enough to turn us into a, a, a big Premier League team. Mm. But, you know something, I don't mind. I, I'm grateful for what he did, just getting us into the Premier League was a dream come true. Uh, When Vartan and I were kids, we never thought we'd see Fulham in the top division. It was something impossible in our eyes. We never thought we'd... We we used to, as kids, we used to talk about it and say, wouldn't it be great to see Fulham playing in Europe? But it was as if it was something that we would dream about but would never happen. Well, it happened, thanks to Al-Fayed. So, um, you know, we are grateful. He did a great job. And if we are a bit bigger than we used to be, it's thanks to Al-Fayed. So I'm very grateful to him for what he's done. Um, But I do remember the old days um, with nostalgia. Uh, Vartner and I would go to buy tickets sometimes for a big game that would be coming up. Maybe it was a FA Cup match against a first division side. And we would um, sometimes, well, Vartan did actually see Jim Stenmar, the goalkeeper, just having a cup of tea outside in his car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. He he brought two cups out with him, one for him and one for his wife, who was sitting in the uh, car. Yeah, because in those days, that that was sort of, I, I don't know what the score was there, but they were... Uh, their entertainment isn't like now where, where the players are f- fated like, uh, you know, like uh, gods and, and their hangers on being wives, children, whatever, are, 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 are treated the same way. But, you know, back then it was a very different world.
2: And we did, uh, either going or coming back from an away match, we stopped at a roadside calf. Do you remember? And yeah. the column team were having their dinner.
1: Chips. Yeah. (laughs) 30 portions of chips.
2: Yeah. So um, Mm. that, to be honest, is nice. I think if I went back to the UK, apart from seeing Fulham, which I would obviously do, I would probably also watch an on-league side just to get Mm -hmm. some of that back. Mm. I would want to get some of that back. Because also it's not just your being closer to your football team. I think that your players were no- more normal, mm.
1: Mm.
2: whereas now they 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 behave like well, Hollywood stars, don't they?
0: Yeah,
2: they um, They oh, don't know they're born, they're, and honestly, they're not playing Hollywood football. But they're mm. not playing Hollywood football, and they don't know they're born. They they do not see themselves. Even subconsciously, I'm not saying that they're aware of this, but they do not see themselves as part of normal society. Of course not. Because they don't mix in normal circles. No. So we have created this new race or class, call it what you want, uh, which um, I don't think is very nice, to be honest. No. In most cases, cases, there are exceptions. Mm. I, I think generally... I don't want my footballers to be millionaires. I want them to be normal guys who play because, yeah, they earn a good wage uh, the way it used to be. But um, but they play more out of enjoyment than because they want to be rich.
0: Yeah, It's quite interesting because, like you said, if you think about footballers in general, I mean, you, you know probably more than me, uh, Carlos, the, they get everything done for them when they're young. Everything. they do not enough to worry about uh, yeah. buying a car, they have to worry about where they're going to live. They don't have to worry about if the if football boots are going to be clean. Or they don't have to worry about anything. And that's why you say that it's literally they—they they have no concept outside of when they're really young, when they're with their parents or whatever, what real life is. Because as soon as they get to that point where they sign maybe a professional contract, literally the whole life is a complete bubble, and the whole world does not exist anymore. What
2: well, can I just? say that uh, a few years ago I was coaching an under 16 team and we were playing a tournament over a weekend and um, there were different teams and different age groups competing and um, at one point I saw the Real Madrid I think it was the under 10s arriving and the, the, the kids had A bloke who was pushing one of these big uh, hotel trolleys where all their football gear was being taken. They (laughs) weren't even carrying their own stuff. That's crazy. It was a a big hotel trolley with like 30 bags. Yeah. Now, surely you're not giving those kids Mm. the the right education, the right upbringing. Mm because how are they going to de- develop? They have ev- everything done for them, people at their service, even at the age of 10. Mm. What characters are they going to be when they're 20?
0: Yeah. And, and the thing about it as well, I mean, Martin, you could jump in here as well, is that half of them, not even half, maybe a fraction of them are gonna make it in Real Madrid. Majority mm. of them are, not, are gonna go to uh, a lower division team or not even make it. Mm. So you're not even uh, building real life into their lives.
1: You know, mate, I mean, you've, you've you've got some experience of coaching, uh, albeit in a different sport, yeah. and you must have seen some precocious talents along the oh, way. Yeah. Um, now, you can bet your bottom dollar that those guys haven't been like Alf Tupper of the track, running around barefoot eating uh, a portion of chips and then going and having to do a job and all this stuff. These guys are carted around, a bit like Lewis Hamilton probably was when he was a kid, carted around by their phone. Literally. Uh, yeah well very good yes uh, can't lead around by their folks uh, absolutely spoiled rotten by them um mini cab service uh, wash your kit service make yeah. sure you got all the right gear service because the number one priority is that you're going to make this family a lot of money <laughs> that seems to be the uh, that's the honestly I And mean, you must have seen some of that oh yes yeah. even even uh, the, diet, the, the diet
0: the diet the the portions they eat the yeah. time they go to bed, the time they wake up, everything is literally like cyborg, like literally, and that's that's in tennis. That's not even football. Yeah. I'm sure football is even worse.
1: Oh, it must be because oh, there's I'll so many more. Stuff like that, so. There's so many more potential um, play. Well, there are thousands of kids playing football who. Oh yeah, he's he's been picked up by QPR. or He's having a you know Watford are giving him some trials, and of course that straight away will go to their heads anyway um I even listen even at school level I remember and it was a long time ago so uh Carlos might correct me or otherwise if you're standing in what was then the dinner queue um for your school dinner yeah um and and then you see this kid just just swifty from r- around the back of the queue past everyone to the front of the queue and you're thinking and you're whispering to each other "Go, what's all that about and he's he's the you know he's the the best footballer in the school, and uh, they've got a game, and that always got to have his lunch, and all this. It's like what? And let us, and you you know, and in fact, <laughs> Carlos, uh, we we remember one or two players from our school who did make it professional, and uh, and they were treated that way. Of course, they were. Oh, yeah. You know, it's much lower level than you'd get now, but if, you know, for the seventies, um, if you're good. It automatically buys you a ticket to the to the you know to to, to getting in the front of whatever queue you're in. Yeah.
2: I must say that when I saw Vartan hit the crossbar that day, I thought this guy's got it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got it in him. True. He really it's, has got it, it in did, him. It but uh, but look look, look
1: how down to earth he is. Yes, <laughs> I didn't get my dinner any quicker, by the way, but I did no. get seconds. <laughs>